Hello, Jedi Padawans and Sith Acolytes. Welcome to Apocalypse Movies and the Padawan Podcast. Before we get going, just tell you a little bit about the show. If you love Star Wars and everything in the galaxy far, far away, then this is the exact show you should be watching. Why? Because we're diving deep into the franchise with full dark and light side intentions. If that's something you love doing as well, then we'd love for you to join in on the discussions by hitting that subscribe button and commenting down below. You can also find the show on all podcast platforms, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, if on-the-go listening works better for you. We hope you enjoy the show, and may the Force be with you. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Paddle Podcast, Apocalypse Movies, all Star Wars podcasts. Uh, we're breaking down everything from the galaxy far, far away, and today we are focusing on um, TV and movies, uh, specifically the two big things that are happening right now, including one big thing that could happen in the future. Uh, but before we get to that, I'm Jake Blaine, your host, aka Qui-Gon Jake, as I go on the podcast, and then today I'm joined today by Mr. Brian Avalicino, Grand Admiral Sino himself, um, and we have some really, really cool topics to talk about today. First off, how you doing, sir? Not too bad. Very time for Star Wars. Yeah, we have some really, really cool things to talk about, as I mentioned. And uh, a lot of it's going to revolve around the, the Rise of Skywalker. Um, some small things to begin with. And then we're going to dive into some possible Disney Plus things that may be in the works. And then, uh, just as you know, kind of reported last week by The Hollywood Reporter, we're going to talk a lot about um, the possibility that Lucasfilm could be stringing towards a new... Uh, head of development, um, and that could involve multiple people. We talked about it this past weekend on Now, which you can see up. It's on the channel, um, our weekly movie show. But for now, we're going to get going on The Rise of Skywalker. And today, or yesterday, it was officially revealed that the uh, the movie is now clocking in at 2 hours and 21 minutes. Um, that is 14 minutes shorter than what was previously reported. Um, and that was while the film was in post-production. It was... It was uh, being edited as that was kind of reported by Fandango and everybody when the tickets were going on sale. Um, but JJ, he was on Good Morning America. He said that post-production is officially done for and that the movie clocks in at 2 hours and 21 minutes, uh, making it the second longest in the new sequel trilogy, uh, longer than The Force Awakens, but shorter than The Last Jedi. Um, I know we were expecting a certain amount, and it's not like it's from 2.45 to 2.20 or something like that. It's 14 minutes, but it is kind of a bummer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, I'm just sitting here thinking, 14 minutes doesn't seem like a lot. But that's a lot. Yeah. Like, I mean, especially if you're wrapping up eight previous movies, like, you would think that they would need three hours. Mm -hmm. But they're barely over two. Yeah, it's they're they're introducing at least two new or three new characters because you have Jana, Zori Bliss, and um, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Um, the guy from Logan. He was the bad scientist. Um, he's playing Hux's father from the from the First Order. Oh my God, uh, what is his name? <laughs> I'm completely forgetting his name. E anyway, um, dude from uh, I know who you're talking about too. The guy from Logan. Yeah. Uh, they're introducing him, too. So there's three new characters. Uh, excuse me. There's four. Dio? Yes. Uh, yes, Dio. Okay. You he's, always he's gonna forget Dio. He's going to be a little side droid. It's so okay. What? Um, And then, like you mentioned, they're they're wrapping up eight previous movies, which is a lot. Because... They're bringing Lando back. 
back. And you're bringing Palpatine back. And so there, <laughs> there's, there's a lot going on. Um, I have no doubt JJ can do it. Yeah, no. Um, I'm not, like, frustrated or mad at the idea that it's short, but uh, I, I definitely think bummer is probably the right word to use. Um, hey, if we can get more Star Wars time, we're going to take it. Yeah, but if he can, it's, it's the same thing with the Mandalorian that's going on right now. If he can tell a story in a certain way with the runtime he wants to tell it, then I'm happy to do so as long yeah. as he does it right. Yeah, I agree because it's Mandalorian doesn't do wasteful minutes. At least up to this point, it doesn't seem like they do wasteful minutes. It's it is what it is because it's telling the story with no fluff. And if that's what this is, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, I don't want characters doing stuff just so that way they're doing something. A la a Canto bite type thing. Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant. That's his name. The bad scientist. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot his name. Richard E. Grant. Um, yeah, I don't need the Canto Bite fluff from The Last Jedi. That, to, for me, will go down as probably one of my most hated parts of any of the movies. So, if we can mix up stuff like that and just go for straight meat, like, I'm fine. That's fine. If it's two, what did you say, 214? It's 221. 221. Then, okay, sure, that's fine. I, I'd rather cut out that 14 minutes of stuff where I'm like, okay, do we really need this? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No, I, I feel like I think it's, um, I mean, I guess we're making something of really nothing. Like, whatever. Well, the... fif- almost 15 minutes is a lot of time. Yeah, but he could also be cutting out something that really doesn't matter. Like, maybe he yeah. saw something's like... Oh, that's what I mean. Cut out what you don't need. Or it was simple, it was just chunks of scenes that was, like, left too long. Or... I would be surprised if they end up doing, like, watch this in the DVD. Here's 15 more minutes. Oh, there was definitely going to be a handful of deleted scenes. I mean, there was probably around 10 or 12 for The Force Awakens. So, JJ's definitely going to leave a lot on the table. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's... I think 221 is a good number. I, I think if it would have run like 215, 210, people maybe would have gotten a little frustrated. If you would have had a one in front of it, people would have been like, uh... Yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said, The Force Awakens was around like 215, and nobody really made a big deal about it. Um, That's because we were just happy to be getting Star Wars back. Yeah, but he also did a lot with that movie. He was yeah. able to tell a lot with that movie. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's a little surprising because we thought it was official a couple of weeks ago, and then... Yeah. We find out today that he cut off 14 minutes in the final post-production crew. So. I'm sure he's watched it over a hundred times and been like, eh, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Um, muscle got cut off. Yeah, it's the same editors from uh, The Force, Force Awakens too, so they know how to edit and, and know what to cut out and whatnot and what may have worked. And I imagine it'll probably be around the same pacing, which is probably why they cut it out. Yeah. Um, I'm not too concerned. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So... Uh, but can, kind of sticking with that a little bit um, is our next topic, and it continues with the Rise of Skywalker. Today, um, we got a brand new clip for the film, the first official clip for the movie, and it, you know, I, I didn't watch it personally. I um, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to watch anything past the second trailer. I'm done um, Yeah, I, I've done that for a lot of things over the past couple of years, and I just stopped watching um, I even try and stay as much away from TV spots that are like during football games or whatever. Me too. I do this. Yeah, or I'll mute it. Or, or you've yeah. seen me run out of a movie theater before. Yeah. Like I've ran out of a theater Lit- because of that. Literally runs it. Yeah, like I've ran out of theater because I don't want to watch something. So, but I, wa- I wanted to Sometimes kind of talk about like, this a little ah. bit because the last two weeks have they've been flooding us with um, over saturation. 
Uh, I'm not going to call it oversaturation because it's not all footage. Um, a lot of it is images and posters and magazine covers, and it's like new looks of like like uh, yesterday was a new a new image of Poe, Finn, and Ray um, somewhere with Chewie and C-3PO, and we also got an image of Zori Bliss. Then last week we had those character posters, and we had the magazine covers from Entertainment Weekly. I feel like I've seen the same picture of the Sith troopers like from four different angles, like re-release. I've only ever seen one. that one. Of of the side shot of them. That's the yeah, only I one know, I've but seen. I feel like I keep seeing, hearing. That oh yeah, being like yeah. Here, here's a new look, and I'm like, isn't that the same one? Different people post at different times. Yeah. So, but yeah, I kind of want to talk about it a little bit because, uh, and this may just be the chunk of time where they're they're deciding to flood us because it's Thanksgiving, um, and who knows? But is it too much? Are we looking forward to it? Are I mean, we already mentioned that we're staying away from it, but is it big? Is it a big deal? Because is it dampering our excitement for the movie because things keep coming out or because we're staying away personally it doesn't really affect us i wouldn't say it's dampering i'm just like okay stop like i don't want to see anymore like i've gotten enough i've gotten my excitement like you've got me not like i wasn't gonna see it but like you've got me hooked like Mm -hmm. don't i don't need any more yeah like don't show me Something that I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, I wish that would have been kind of saved. Like I think they showed. I haven't seen it, but I think they showed like the the desert scene. It was the desert, the chase scene. Yeah, yeah. like I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be like excited about that during the movie. Like don't I don't need to see this stuff. So the pictures, whatever they don't like. The pictures don't show anything. Yeah, you don't really get very much. I mean, unless you're dropping like. The space one where we were like freaking out that we saw the ghost, like oh uh, well that, that was a, a, a screen that was a screenshot, screenshot from, from the trailer yeah but yeah. I mean like something yeah. like that where mm-hmm. it's like oh my god this is like mm-hmm. as long as it's not like that but if I keep getting pictures of the Sith troopers or like a group photo of them like at the the mechanic place where C three PO says like my friends thing that's fine whatever. I'm fine with that, but it, like, mix the the TV, the new stuff. Like, I don't want to see anymore. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I don't think the TV spots are going to stop. I think I they're going to keep coming, and it's because it's it's what November twenty fifth today, um, twenty sixth by the time this comes out, and that's just over three weeks until we see the, the movie actually happen, so they have three weeks to drop new trailers. I think it's because it's Thanksgiving that it's well, happening right now. you have football this weekend. Yeah. There's a lot of games. It's the prime time to kind of get the thing out there. Um, they also have Frozen 2 out in theaters, and so they're going to attach stuff to that. This is the same thing that happened with The Force Awakens. the same thing that happened with The Last Jedi. Um, we got the two trailers. We haven't seen the international trailer yet, which is surprising, because they usually drop that. Huh? I thought they did drop it. I don't think we saw the international trailer. I, I thought they did, but I thought we avoided it. If we have, then I missed it as well. But they usually drop it alongside that second trailer, and I don't think they have yet. Um, and then it's followed by 10 TV spots or so that are kind of mixed and matched with different footage. So for us, it doesn't really matter, but... God, sorry. Um, it just... I think for the, the general audience... Um, it could affect them because if they're really thinking about it, they'll kind of put the pieces together a little bit. Yeah. But I also have a feeling that JJ's like, 
don't show this. You can't show oh, this. Yeah. Like, I need you to kind of step back on this a little bit. I just wish that they would have taken the end game approach and been like, less is more. Well, not just that, but let's trust our audience that they're going to be there. We don't need to show anything. Yeah. Like, Feige and everybody over there and the markers they got involved, they trusted us to go and watch the movie no matter what we saw. Like, we saw mainly everything was in the first 15 minutes. Mainly. Yeah. And it was a very minimal amount. Yeah. I wish they would have done that. But at the same time, I understand why they're not doing that. Yeah, it would have been smart to do that. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if you get one more small little teeny tiny teaser thing on Thanksgiving. But, like, not obviously. Maybe just, like, a mishmash of the first and the second trailer. Nothing, like, new. But I wouldn't be surprised if you got, like, something like that. And even that, I don't even want. I, I think that there will probably be one more thing that they show because the international trailer for The Last Jedi, I believe, is the one that showed Rey lighting up Kylo's lightsaber. And that was kind of like a <gasps> type of moment. We already we had our, <gasps> which was her doing the... Yeah, but remember, we got, we got one of those moments in the first trailer as well in The Last Jedi... And so I have a feeling they're going to show something else that maybe not doesn't have any kind of significance. It's Palpatine. They're not. They're not going to show him this time. If they haven't shown him already, they're not going to show him. They're not going to show him. And and that it's also probably because he's not in the movie that much, and uh, there's no point to show him. And also, we already know he's in the movie, so why show him? It doesn't really matter. Well, because well, it does because we don't know in what capacity he's. They're not going to show him. I hope not. They're not going to show him. I'd be so bad. Um. But yeah, let's move on to our two main topics here uh, after you know some Rise of Skywalker stuff. We're moving on to TV, and then we're going to move on to Lucasfilm itself. And we're going to start with the Disney Plus stuff, and the Mandalorian's going. We know that Obi-Wan is coming, and Cassie and Andor, they're both set to shoot next year, I, I believe. I forgetting about Cassie and Andor. I honestly keep forgetting about that mm-hmm. like it even exists. Yeah, we haven't, there's, there hasn't been a whole lot of movement on it. It's much more been focused. this last Mando episode and the fact that that's the person directing our Obi-Wan series. Yeah, it's, it's been focused on Mandalorian. It's been focused on Obi-Wan because of Deborah Chow. But um, recently, Bob Iger and Disney were on a um, an, earning, an earnings meeting, an earnings phone call. And um, they, a lot of people get a hold of this stuff. And this this could be a rumor. This is a rumor at this point. Take it with a grain of salt. We're not... No one's confirmed. We're not finalizing anything. or We're just... We're theorizing as it were true, because it's a rumor right now, and it very well could not happen. But a site called Star Wars Unity, um, who also runs the site Marvel Cosmic, who also does a lot of scoop stuff for Marvel, um, they scoop out a lot, but this rumor recently said that in that earnings call, um, Bob Iger revealed that a number of Star Wars series are in development. Um, We don't know what of. There's a number of them. He didn't say specifically what kind of number, um, it could be one, it could be five, we're not sure. But the name that keeps popping up in this conversation is the comics character Dr. Aphra. Um, and Dr. Aphra is not in any film, not in any TV show, or animated show at all. Um, she's straight from the comic book. She was the first, the first official um, spin-off character, you could say, new character in the new incarnation of Star Wars comics once Marvel got a hold of them. Um, we had the Vader stuff, we had the, the Star Wars run, and then it was the Dr. Aphra comic book. And she first appeared in the Vader comic, 
and then she later went on the, went on the run with Vader, and then she got her own series, which is really doing well. I have a number of issues, and the series is great. The series is really, really cool. Um, and so this this very well could be that would make sense to have be the next series that comes out of Disney Plus. It would mark the first official character that we know nothing about um, outside of the comic books to make a jump to live action. Because um, Cassie Andor came from Rogue One, the series. Obi Wan, obviously, we know. Um, the Mandalorian is completely original. Um, so it would be the first jump from comic books to film, uh, not vice versa, which we've seen a lot. And so let's kind of talk a little bit about um, just what we think of it and then maybe theorize as to what it could tell. Um, so or, before we go... Or maybe who we think it could be, because I'm sure we both thought about it. <laughs> not really, honestly. Because I have a very, very good one. I think you, for those of us not familiar, give us a little background. Well, es- essentially she... So essentially, she she's not she's not essential she's not a bad guy. She's an anti-hero. Yeah. Um, and she's an archaeologist. She she is that used to work for Darth Vader, correct? Uh, not well. They met up. Um, he 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 hired her after they ran into each other. He didn't like directly hire her. They ran into each other, and then there was a moment in the comic books of the original Darth Vader run where Vader and Palpatine were at odds, and. He was essentially on the run, and he felt like he was being hunted, and he and she went with him, and they used each other. She is also not the bearer, but she is almost the owner of the evil C-3PO and evil R2-D2. They're heavily involved oh, with I her. Know. We hadn't um, so the Vader comic book with Aphra introduced an evil Vader or an evil R2 and evil C-3PO. Um, and I'm, I'll look up their names when you're talking because I. I I have a feeling I, I forget their names off the top of my head. Um, and people are theorizing because C3PO has red eyes in the, in the book. Yeah. And people are theorizing that that droid takes over 3PO in the Rise of Skywalker. And that's where the memories come from because she's an archaeologist. Interesting. And it would be a cool way to tie her in and then introduce her in her own series. And so she she's essentially a, a worse version, not really that bad, but a worse version of Indiana Jones because she's an archaeologist. She's just not as good of a person as, as Indiana Jones. She's the Star Wars archaeologist, which is really, really cool. Um, she's younger, and she she travels, and she does all these different things, and she finds all these very interesting objects and things, and um, maybe that thing that Zori Bliss is holding in that image could very well come from her, yeah. or maybe she found it or something. I'm not sure, but... Name drop her a little bit? Yeah, it would be very cool. So um, she has a heavy connection to Darth Vader, and more than likely, the, the series would probably take place... Oh, man, I, I don't know. It The comic book takes place between, I want to say, episode four and five. Because um, that's when she ran into Vader. And... That's some unknown territory, too. And so, and you could play with her age, obviously. Like, you yeah. can pick up anytime you want to, because there's no... I think they go young for her. Well, she's young already. Like, she's yeah. in her 20s. And, um... They're not. I don't. I. I think they would go someone with like a Jin or so, like that type of age, like a Ray. A Ray is that like twenty to thirty somewhere in that range. Um, she's a very cool character, very different from what we have in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, someone that I would absolutely love to see because I, I I read her comics. I I have her comic books. I'm not caught up, but I have them, and I think that her story could play very well in a series, because um, it's essentially a Tomb Raider esque type story in. Star Wars, which is really cool. I'm, you and your I'm, Tomb Raider. I'm not comparing. Look, I love Tomb Raider. I love Tomb Raider. 
But I'm comparing her to Tomb Raider because they're really similar. Yeah. But she's an anti-hero, like I said. She's she's not a hero. She's an anti-hero. Yeah. She's kind of out for her own. Like she's almost like a bounty hunter archaeologist, which is very interesting. She doesn't kill people or anything. Like she's not set out to kill people, but kind of. So from what I've picked up on it, uh, she seems to me kind of like um, one of the. She's like tries to do her job, but like always finds herself in the wrong spot and kind of like yeah. is willing to do whatever to get herself out of that spot, if she will. And now correct me if I'm wrong. She's a lesbian in the comic books too. Now I'm spacing off of that. I'm, I'm pretty have to sure I've seen that because I saw a lot of people freaking out. Uh, saying that this would be like the first openly gay character uh, in Star Wars, um, which if that's the case, that I mean, that's not that's a pretty solid way to. So introduce. a villainous space archaeologist, Afra, also has the honor of becoming the first character outside the movies to get her own Marvel comic. Um, originally working with the Dark Lord of the Sith, Afra later went on the run from went on went on the run from Vader. Elsewhere, she's usually found with murder bots, triple zero, which is three PO, and B and BD one. Dark versions, bots. Of, dark versions of R two and C three PO. What was R two D two's? Uh, triple uh, zero, and then C three PO's BD one. Murder bots. I like yeah. how they're flat out called murder yeah. bots. So, um, I'm gonna see if I get any more information on her because I'm having a hard time describing her. Let's see. From what I I don't know very much about her and. My knowledge pretty much stems from what you've told me, uh, from what you've read. And, but she seems like a really interesting character and one that would be kind of cool to... Think of her as... A, this is from Star Wars Unity. Think of her as sort of a female Indiana Jones in the Star Wars universe with two homicidal homicidal droids backing her. Okay, so the droids are really that yeah. bad. They kill. They kill. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was no, they like, kill. kind of like a joke. No, they like, We've heard murder bots nope. and... Homicidal robots. So okay, I would. It, oh god, that would be pretty funny. And see, it's funny because I almost, from what I've heard, and it almost seems like you can almost kind of get away with like, not advertising to a younger audience, but like, you could kind of almost do young, younger toned things with this, like, because mm -hmm. I mean, like, uh, well, I'm not saying like kids I, was... I would want it to be i would want it to be pretty serious I, I i would want it to be not like dark but i would want it to be pretty serious i don't know how serious i would be her name is chelly chelly lona afra that's her name and she is 24 years 24 years bby um she's from worlds that we haven't met before um so yeah i mean her father is a dedicated scholar who specializes in researching the ancient Ordu Aspectu, a nearly forgotten group of spiritual believers. And so she has a history of this stuff with her family. Um, I'm trying to look up if, if she if she is um, gay or not. I can't find anything yet. But uh, I don't think they've confirmed it. But people are saying it's there's probably moments where it's teased. Hints. Yeah, there's probably moments where it's teased. I have a name, um, and we're gonna. We, we're going to do this on the casting table for those of you guys watch us. We do, uh, or if you haven't watched us, we do a show called The Casting Table where we fan cast um, characters. You know, we choose characters that are relevant or, or you know, going to be relevant and we fan cast them. Uh, we just most recently did um, She Hulk because her series is coming and the one that is coming out soon is Green Lantern. 
Um, and maybe this is the one that we do next. Uh, we have one that we, we have one that we've been waiting to do for a while. But I have a name that I think that she would be absolutely killer for this. Don't role. say it. If that's gonna be your choice, don't say it. Because you know that this is probably gonna be our next casting. Oh, I think Ray Sloan is. Oh, let's just drop. I think Ray Sloan. You did that on purpose. Yeah. So that way we have. Um, <laughs> no, then then the person that I think would be perfect for this role is Chloe Bennett. Chloe Bennett. Dude. Perfect. And if you guys don't know who she is, she plays Quake uh, on uh, Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now this is, Daisy. That's all I'm going to be able to pick. She plays now. Quake on Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. She fits the role of Aphra, and she's been able to lead a series that was very much put on the first season, and the second, third season going on. She's been able to lead that series, and the series is at an all-time high as far as content. Uh, um, and she's a very sorry. powerful character on that show. Whether or not she transfers over to the movies, I'm not sure, but I think that she could lead this series and be a kick-ass Dr. Aphra for Star Wars. Dang, you suck, because now that's all I'm going to be able to And you to cannot do. pick her on casting table. She's mine. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, man. That's <clears throat> a good one. Yeah, so. I'm not going to be able to think of anyone else other than her now for that. Dang. Like like we mentioned, this is this is all just rumors right now. We have no idea what's gonna happen. But um, this is a rumor though that we all want. That would make sense. How we all want. I've never seen it spread this fast. It jumped up just a few days ago. Um, we put it in the messenger for yeah. our group chat, and then within hours, I was seeing them on like every site like it was might be a root like it rumor. would make sense because we're getting mandalorian which is original brand new obi-wan's a, a character we've seen before and one we've been wanting for a long time casting andor is a character that we have but a character that has a backstory that does need to be fleshed out yeah like that that backstory of what he said about the separatists and everything that's a big time backstory you can tell in a series and we want to see him meet k2so yeah we exactly in the and um afra being a comic character that's hugely popular, her series is arguably well is arguably the most popular out of the Star Wars run, the Vader run, and her run, and all the other minor stuff that they've been doing, like you know, uh, Shadowed Empire and this post stuff and everything like that. Hers is arguably the most popular. Like her character is beloved, and so it would make sense for them to do this because and Disney Plus is kind of a genius platform to do it on. Well, that and. For the audience who don't read the comic book, she's a brand new character. Yeah. Someone they've never met before. She relates to a lot of girls, right? Especially if you do it in a certain way. But to us who know who she is, uh, we're attracted. Female lead. We're attracted instantly. In a heartbeat, we are attracted to watch this series because of the type of character she is. And so I think it'd be a win-win for them. And it's something that since I heard it, I mean, it's we would have theorized it eventually. But since we heard it a few days ago... It's all I've been wanting to see, man. It's I all know. I've been wanting to see. And you, oh my god, can you imagine the popularity of two murder bots? People would buy Trip, triples, triples. What I say, triple zero. zero, triple triple zero on BT, BT one. People would buy so much merchandise of two like. Just Google that triple zero on BT one and look what they look like. Like they're you, horrifying looking. Like, oh, I can just imagine like, it just makes too much sense to not do it. <laughs> Like, it literally just makes sense. Like, this is the type of show that is made for Disney+. Plus, Like, a streaming service. It's probably not going to do well as a movie because when you think Star Wars and archaeologists, like, it's 
it's not really something you put together for a movie, but you do a TV show with someone that's a younger age female lead yeah. with murder robots that will more than likely probably be funny voice people, like kind of like a K2SO, like where it's like funny. That just sounds like a hit. Like it really I mean, does. Like, look at the popularity of. If you haven't seen The Mandalorian, spoiler, okay, spoiler. If you haven't seen The Mandalorian, go watch it. But just hold on, I'm going to say something real quick that's a major spoiler. But look at the popularity of Baby Yoda. I don't know, imagine, I don't know how that would be a spoiler, even if you don't watch imagine, it. Like, imagine, imagine what those droids, how popular they would be. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, two murder robots, that probably would be funny. Kind of like, like imagine them just being like, Crazy mind robots. So Gavin, I should be probably next year. Doctor Afra and one. I'm of still the waiting for Tomb Raider and I know. that one. But Tomb Raider Indy and Indy. That's what it would be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's it's too perfect for them not to do. It it's perfect because and then that gives you another thing that isn't reliant on the Jedi. Sits. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, she comes into contact with this stuff because she's an archaeologist. Yeah. She could very well come into she contact with Sith relics, Jedi relics, like, and maybe. Maybe we get an appearance for Vader because she has such a big, big connection to him. Like, they, they're not friends, but they're friendly. They have a good relationship because of what they've been through together. But like I said, she went on the run from him at one yeah. point. They went on a run together. And so there's connections there. It'd be, it'd be a really cool way to kind of... And even if he's in there for one episode, you could be like, in the trailer, you can have his voice or his breathing in the background. Be like, oh my God, Vader's or in this? Or even just like, like him, yeah. like a holocron. Yeah. You don't even need to do exactly. anything. You just... Or not a holocron, I... Uh whatever uh, uh, projection thing is oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, damn i cannot think of anyone other than chloe bennett to play. <laughs> there's a lot of options there there's, is there's a lot of options so but i the second the second this happened i go okay series tv who can play this and i'm like holy crap chloe bennett from she's Perfect. she's killing it on ages of shield she hasn't she people was introducing her that. they want to people want her specifically to move I would love to see her in the MCU. Her character is her character could hold her own in the MCU. I would not be surprised when they reboot the Inhumans if they put her. Well, she leads them at one point. She's also a leader of Shield at one point. Yeah, so I mean, and she she is in the comic books. Quake, and we're getting off on a Marvel tangent, but um, Quake is trained by Steve Rogers to lead the Avengers. Okay, perfect. Yeah, like it would make sense for anyway. um, If that doesn't happen. this is what she should play. So good. This is what she should play. A hundred percent. So God, they should um, start paying us for these ideas. Yeah, the casting table should come like a legit show. It'd be really, really cool. Um, but well let's move on before we take too long on that one, because that's that's a really good topic and we'll clip that out so that's up on the channel. Um and we'll have to save that for a casting table probably sometime next year maybe. Um I can't wait for Jacob to hear you who you pick. He doesn't watch Aces of Shield. He knows who she is, though. I don't know if he does or not. Mm. If he doesn't watch this. True. <laughs> Which I don't know if he does or not. Um, but yeah, let's move on to our last topic of the day. And we're not going to take too much time on this, but uh, because we didn't kind of dive into deep on it in uh, or on Apocalypse Now, we're going to talk about the recent report from The Hollywood Reporter that um, not only is there expected to be a new announcement in January for the new film, but that new new creators and le- a leadership could be taking over here sometime soon from Kathleen Kennedy. And there's two parts to this. We're going to dive into the first part, which is the movie. Um, 
And THR is reporting that Kathleen Kennedy has already locked down a new director for this 2022 movie. Um, and that, that's the, the next release date after The Rise of Skywalker, that she already has a director in line, has signed the contract, ready to go. Um, and that, that movie or that director is not Ryan Johnson, but the article does uh, make sure to say that that project or projects are currently still in development. Um, and I know that this is a this is an ongoing thing with the Ryan Johnson thing. Just a quick tidbit for me or, or comment. Um, I do think that these movies will happen strictly because they wanted him. I think that they wanted to give him time away from The Last Jedi. And also, he's currently working on Knives Out. He's finishing up the press store. The movie's out this weekend. He's out doing all that stuff. He can't do both at once. And so maybe a week, two weeks, a month after Knives Out is kind of out in theaters and a little bit of away, we'll get some concrete evidence. But I do think that'll happen eventually. Your thoughts quickly. On which part? Ryan Johnson. I don't think. I think his. I've been saying this for months now. We'll I have to make a bet. I think his. Uh, I know the board just keeps getting longer. Um, <laughs> I think his stuff has been done. They're waiting for people to forget about it, and he hope rides off unnoticed, like that people forget about it. Because I truly, I think that's what they're doing. Because it's been like, oh yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, I haven't really heard from them. Yeah, I'm totally doing this. I don't think I've heard anything about it. it's. I personally think they told him a while ago that they're not gonna. He's not doing. Okay, here's the bet: if they happen, you have to buy my tickets to all of his movies, oh whether god. it's one, two, or three. Oh my god! Deal? Sure. Cool. Um, and then I'll buy the I'll buy, uh, I'll buy your ticket to, the, to his movies if they don't happen. That's kind of hard to do when we don't know. <laughs> I think I just got screwed all right, right there. But um, yeah, no, I honestly think that they just to to avoid freak out, they they just haven't made it public yet that. His isn't doing because then we would be like, uh, we'd be down a lot. You then lost the uh, Game of Thrones producer, then you just lost Ryan Johnson, but you picked up Feige, and then you're just kind of like, we're sitting with the unknown. It's crazy to think that possibly someone right now has signed the papers to do the next whatever, and no one knows who it is. Mm-hmm. Like the, the dude or dudette is just sitting there like, I'm leaving the next Star Wars, uh-huh. and no one knows who it is. Totally, that's crazy to think about. Well, let's let's talk about that a little bit because um, Steven Spielberg. Whether whether or not it's it's true or not, this is what THR is reporting, and they have a good repertoire, obviously. Um, the we trust them. yeah, we, we trust them. Other than this old Joker thing that's happened over the last week or whatever, because yeah. they're involved in that too. But uh, I mean, as soon as January, it's right around the corner. Hearing a new movie, um, and hearing a, a director on that movie. Whether or not it happens, we're not sure. But let's theorize a little bit. Maybe do some some cool uh, picking and pulling as far as maybe who's going to direct the movie. I still don't think they're announcing it in January. I feel like they're going to wait till Celebration. That's so. August. I know. I don't think they'll wait till August. I don't. They don't. Um, but then when do you, you announce? do you have do you have anybody in mind to direct? To anybody you'd want to see direct? You know me. I'm horrible with directors. I don't know who does what. So uh, I have two people in mind. I know you like um, Villanueva. Yeah, he's one of them. <laughs> I already know that. Like, you've been saying that one for years. Dune comes out next year, and uh, um, he's he's going to be posting up on Dune here soon. Uh, space opera type of movie. Um, Star Wars has a very good relationship with Dune because it has a lot of connections. 
And let me try to guess. So, you're not gonna guess second. But okay. go ahead. Uh, who's the guy that did Kingsman? Matthew Vaughn. I would I would effing love to see him do a Star Wars movie. And it's not gonna be the one that you thought or that was supposed to do nine. College for our no no no. Um, I would love Matthew Vaughn didn't pop in my head just a second, but I would I would love to see Matthew Vaughn do Star Wars. We he needs to get away from the Kingsman movies. He does. I want him because he's so creative. I want to see him do more. Like just get away from the movies. You're not gonna guess. Okay, fine. Catherine Bigelow. Oh my god! Really? Do you know what she's directed? Uh, I know she did the first Twilight movie. No, she didn't. I'm pretty sure she did. No. Who am I thinking of? Then? You're not the Catherine Bigelow Brian. Sorry. I don't think she did the first Twilight movie. I'm thinking of someone else. But... Let's look at this up real quick, because I'm... Now I'm freaking out here. No. Oh, who no, was it? Catherine Hardwick. Oh, okay. Um, that name is familiar to me. Catherine Bigelow? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Who... What are we... She did the original Point Break epic movie. I've never seen it. Absolutely epic movie. She did Zero Dark Thirty. Oh. She did... That. The Hurt Locker, mm. and she did Detroit, which was a few years ago with John Boyega. Um, her, I, her, her directing style. She's real. She's raw. She's serious. Um, she doesn't have. If she wants to play with lightsabers, I'm cool with it. If she I doesn't, that was literally my next question: Are we talking lightsabers or no? I don't know. I, I really don't. Because we haven't seen her play with something like that before. Uh, point Break, hard, hard action movie. Do you think the next series has lightsabers? No. Um, yes, because I have. I think it has to do with the Old Republic. I do think that she can do it. Cause she's a great storyteller. And I do think that she can capture that stuff going back, doing the Old Republic stuff where it's military-esque because she does that very well. She did it in Hurt Locker. She did it in Zero Dark Thirty. And those are two of my all-time favorite war films. Two of the greatest war films to ever be created, period. I think Villeneuve, whatever, Dinny, is, would be better at that um, because of what he did with Blade Runner and what he's about to do with Dune. And also Arrival, the, the, the sci-fi movie. I don't, he, do you honestly think he would do, he's, would do it? Yeah. I don't think he would. I think he I would. think Dune's going to be his new Star Wars. I think... I, I think, think they already... Are you signed the ink on a second one? I don't, but not him as a director, I don't think. Oh. Um, Matthew Vaughn would be perfect at it. Matthew Vaughn would be perfect at creating the Jedi Order or going back to like the Sith, like uh, uh, original um, origin, any of that type of stuff. Any of those three directors, I would absolutely love to take on this project. Um, obviously, there's a number of other ones. Like, I would love to see Ava DuVernay do something. Like, after, like she is such a talented filmmaker. I would love to see her do something in the world of Star Wars. Um, and there's so many other directors we can name, too. I mean, like, you said Steven Spielberg. Why not? Like, Steven Spielberg doing a Star Wars movie. Why not? Christopher Nolan. I mean, I mean, there's all kinds of people. Oh, the Russo brothers. The Russo brothers are a really, really good choice. They're a really, really good choice. They haven't signed on to do anything after Cherry. And we know how massive the Star Wars fans they are. What if Feige gets them to direct his movie? Oh, stop. <laughs> what if oh, Feige gets no. them to direct his movie? Which I'll put money on it. I'll I'll say that he'll that they're gonna direct his movie. I'll I'll say it right now. Dang. They'll direct his movie. That'd be oh, you know who I wouldn't mind 
Jeez. Ryan Coogler. That's, damn. Oh, you were just going to say it? Oh, sorry. That's literally who I was going to say. Yeah, I would love to see Ryan Coogler. I would love a Ryan Coogler, like, uh, what genre would it be? Um, like, a smuggler, like... Yeah, like a Han Solo movie. Yeah. No, well, not, not Han Solo movie, Solo, but that genre. But like a pirate, like... Like a spy movie. Yeah. A spy oh movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like maybe, oh, we find out the Bothan spy stuff. Perfect. The story on the Bothan spies and how they all die. Many Bothans died for this information. How epic would, would that be? It'd be a Rogue One type movie with Bothans. I would love, <laughs> I would love to see Coogler direct a Star Wars. Hell yeah, that'd be cool. Any of the Marvel directors... There's a lot of them. There's a lot. I was trying to think. Honestly, look, I know that I may get, I might get hate for this. I really might, uh, and I'm sure Gio's gonna love this. I wouldn't mind seeing a Zack Snyder Star Wars movie, because, because Brian, this is where we leave. Brian, he is a visual filmmaker, a visual filmmaker. He would absolutely kill it in Star Wars. And whatever we think of Batman v Superman and Justice League, he was trying to set up stuff. Look what Man of Steel was. Look at something like Watchmen or Dawn of the Dead or his new film that's coming out uh, on Netflix, the war film. Who did... Um, uh, I like how you changed the subject on Zack Snyder very quickly. Yeah, I, I'm not even <laughs> entertaining that because now you just gave Geo fuel to release the Snyder Cut. Uh, that's not has nothing to do with release. By the way, watch our release the Snyder Cut video today. Him and I went at it pretty, pretty good. Um, so. Who did the... Um, the last two, uh, Matt Reeves. You already knew who I was talking about before I even said it. He's doing the Batman, so yeah. he'll probably do all three of those, um, or however many of them are. But I would love to see him in Star Wars too. But that would be that's a long time away. Yeah, it's a long time away. But yeah, him him in Star Wars, dude. Andy Circus, get him, get him again, get him again. Oh, can you imagine Andy Circus being like one of the motion captains? leads of something yeah they need to do an alien-led movie that's what they need to do yeah they need to have an alien-led movie i will say before we die there will be a twilic led movie is it Ahsoka? oh shit i didn't (laughs) she's not a twilic is she no she's something else are you sure i'm pretty sure because twilics don't have the points let's see um but i i that they are such big aliens. And, and oh, you're right. She's a Togruta. Yeah. Togruta. Good call. Uh, or a Sun's Ventures movie. <laughs> We're getting off on a tangent. We're just that, having fun here. If I get that, oh my god. We're just Dark having fun Disciples in a movie? Oh my god. That would be such a good movie. Yeah, adapt the Dark Disciple book. That'd be cool. That'd be Because that was supposed to be the last season of Clone Wars. Or part of the last There's, season. Okay, if you don't read the Star Wars books, you're missing out. These, I would. There are some of these. That books, bottom, that bottom one right there, Bloodline. There are some of these books. I wish that they would just literally take the pages out, rip it in, do a script, and do the exact thing that, as a movie in these books. Some of these are so good. Not all of them. Some of them stink. Some of them are really not good. Some of them are visual movies that you have in your brain when you're reading these books and bloodlines one of them lost stars dark disciples you love lords of the sith oh my, i want to see that movie oh my god so yeah. that was the first ever canon book i read i want to see that movie so bad yeah 
Oh my goodness. Anyway, um, this before has we get nothing to do with before, our three, yeah, it's just people. ridiculous. Before we get off, I mean, we talked a little bit about directors and stuff. Um, but let's move on to just quickly. We we talked about Apocalypse Now, but we can talk about it a little bit here. Um, THR also in the same report, they said that Kathleen Kennedy, the rumor slash what their sources are saying that Kathleen Kennedy could step down or be stepping down here soon, maybe sometime after the Rise of Skywalker is a massive success in theaters, and that a new leadership will be put in place. And they're hearing that Kennedy's choices, um, not choice, but choices are a combination of Filoni, Michelle Rejwan, who was announced as the senior vice president and live action development of, and production um, earlier this year, and John Favreau, who is now leading the Mandalorian. Um, it should be all three. Of them. It's a it's a great, and I, I put it up here in the notes, but it's it's an incredible three headed monster. It's it's an incredible three headed monster. A, what they just Ghidorah? Yeah, Ghidorah of the Star Wars world. Yeah. that's an unbeatable team. Yeah, so essentially, what you'd be having here is you'd have the Can Junkie and Dave Filoni, right? The guy who is George Lucas's Padawan, essentially. You have Michelle Rezwan, who was promoted to this job by Kathleen Kennedy, almost her Padawan in a way. She's been producing J.J. Abrams movies for years now. She did it on The Rise of Skywalker, and that's what got her the job. So you have a producer there. And then you have uh, Favreau, who is a all-around great filmmaker who knows how to make films on big scales, on small scales, and with certain budgets. Like. And those exactly knows what fans like. So you combine those three, not just for one project, but for the overall looking or outlook of Lucasfilm, it's it's a really, really smart play if this does happen. Um, because you can essentially cut Kathleen Kennedy's job into three places and make sure that everything is done correctly. And I think that's what they should have done in the first place when Disney took over was uh, and I mean, did Kathleen Kennedy make all the right choices? No. Did she do the best with what she had? Yes. I just think when you are spearheading a monster like Disney with Star Wars and the amount of stuff that Disney wanted to push out, one person can't do it all. Yeah. And to take that one person and then now you have three which maybe they can just kind of like oversee different things but at one point at still work together it's brilliant it's a smart move i mean does can it be done without being all three absolutely kevin feige does it at marvel but he built that from the ground up he i mean and he also has an incredible amount of insanely talented filmmakers behind him exactly Look who helped him start it. Favreau. He has the Russo brothers. He has James Gunn. He's got Peyton Reed. Yeah. Really, really simple when you have that. So, I mean, I I would like to say, no, it's not impossible to just do one person leading the whole thing. But it's a different story. You are taking over a property like Star Wars, which is ginormous, versus Feige, who built it from the ground up, essentially. He took what he had from the comics and built this. So he knows what he's doing. Whereas Star Wars, you're kind of making it your own at this point with the with Disney over your shoulder, like, make it good. So if you have three separate people, Dave Filoni, I don't think anyone has questioned his leadership ability, if anything. Favreau has yet to dis- disappoint us. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you have Kathleen Kennedy's protege. I mean, 
I don't see a lose in having those three column, like president of blah, president this and this, and then they all just share the three roles. I, it's it's genius if that's what they're going to do. Yeah. And if she doesn't want to step down, maybe she can just be the shadow in the background that, like... Yeah, there, there's a possibility where she keeps her job, but she delegates, yeah. and she becomes, you know... Maybe she oversees, like, not accounts, but, like, how things are working and seeing how they're doing that. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know what she's Putting it in sports terms, you, you can say that uh, Kathleen Kennedy could be the owner, Dave Filoni could be the general manager, or, or Michelle Wereswan could be the general manager, um, you know, Dave Filoni could be the head coach, and Favreau could be, like, the, the guy that does all the details as far as hiring filmmakers and getting stories corrected and all that type of stuff. Cause he's, a, he's, you know, he's a filmmaker. That's what he does. So, yeah. um, he literally can do this to a jar of directors and people <laughs> that respect him. And I mean, look at the man learn. Look at the directors he got for that. Oh, uh, yeah. Just to do one episode, he got Taika Waititi, you know, and to voice it and well, and to voice the first, yeah, you get, and then you get Deborah Chow to do two episodes and she ends up absolutely murdering the job. <laughs> And getting a character like Obi-Wan. You have Bryce Dallas Howard, who doesn't have any experience, but so far, no one's heard a bad thing about her. No. And, and then you have... And her dad is Ron Howard. Yeah. Who, I don't care what you guys say, Solo is a damn good movie. And if she if she needs to consult with him on, hey, should, something, she's got hit Ron Howard in her back part, yeah. pocket. 100%. Make Solo 2 happen. Make that a series. Yeah, okay. Make I'll that series. That too. Yeah. There, there's a giant hashtag that's been going around for a couple years now. Make Solo 2 happen and picks up steam every once in a while. Make sure you guys hashtag that if you do love Solo. Um, but yeah, I mean, we didn't spend too much time on it, but I think we said what we needed to say. We spent much more time on geeking out about who could direct in, in Afro and what like that. But, you know, I mean, there's it happens. Not, I mean, we spoke about it in now. And it's, I mean, there's not much more you can really say about it other than it's probably a smart idea. Yeah, totally. So. Cool, cool. Um, all right, well, there it is, guys. Padawan Podcast from Apocalypse Movies. Um, I am Jake Berlin, a.k.a. Qui-Gon Jake. That is Mr. Grand Admiral Sino himself. Uh, this is Apocalypse Movies. Make sure you guys follow us on all of the various options. YouTube, uh, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or Google Podcasts, excuse me. Um, you know, you can find us in video and audio form, whichever works best for you. We have all kinds of shows. Our weekly show, Apocalypse Now. This, Nerd Nation, The Casting Table, um, and a number of other things. And... Our counterpart to this, the Fandalorian Club, we review the Mandalorian every Friday live after the show. Um, it is myself, Brian, and Jacob. Uh, we go full spoilers for about 30 minutes on the show. So if you guys want to know theories and Easter eggs and all that stuff, that is the show to listen to. Or come watch if you if video works out for you. So um, again, I am Jake. That is Brian. This is the Padawan Podcast. Uh, thank you guys for joining us as always. And may the Force be with you. Hey everyone, Jacob Bartley here. Thanks for watching. If you want to check out something similar from Apocflix Movies, click this video up here. You want something a little bit different? Check out this video down here. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to Apocflix Movies and let us know your thoughts in the comments section. We always love to hear from you. Thanks for watching.